Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your design business? Then welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social, helping home professionals accelerate their success with proven industry practices and expert advice. Hey there, and welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social. I'm your host, Darla Jethro-Powell. Thank you for joining us today. Today's guest, Nicole Swartz, is going to walk us through trademarking your interior design business. And you know, every now and then, <laughs> you have one of these shows that you like, you think you're going to know how it goes, but there are no less than three shocking informational tidbits that I was just like, oh, I had no idea. I didn't know that. That was incredibly helpful. So you're going to want to stay tuned for my interview with Nicole Swartz. But first... I have some housekeeping. So for this month in October, we are eschewing, skipping the Wingnut webinar. And you know why? It's because you guys are going to be so crazy busy with High Point Market, and we don't want to overwhelm you. So you get a little bit of a webinar break, and um, so do we. Wingnut Academy is launching soon, right around the corner. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com to sign up for those updates so you don't miss out when that bad boy launches Instagram for interior designers. And that is it for housekeeping, short and sweet. Now, before we get into my conversation with Nicole Swartz, let me tell you a little bit about her. Nicole Swartz is the attorney behind Sprout Law, a law firm for women business owners. In 2015, she started a skincare line that was featured in hundreds of stores around the world and the Golden Globes gift bags. Oh, that's pretty cool. After two years, she had to rebrand the business because she didn't have a trademark. Ouch. Now she helps other women trademark their brands to avoid the same situation. Nicole is featured as an expert in Forbes, The Washington Post, Girl Boss, and speaks at events like Alt Summit SXSW. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Nicole Swartz to the show. Hey there, Nicole Swartz. Welcome to the show. How the hell are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm terrific. I'm geeking out today because we're talking about one of my favorite topics, and, and it's trademarks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm the world's biggest nerd, I admit it. But I've trademarked a few things for my businesses, and I think it's one of those little tricky conversation, those little those topics that people are really confused about. So I'm happy to dig in. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to start off with the most obvious question. It's going to seem obvious, but I have a feeling your answer isn't going to be quite so obvious. What is a trademark? That's a good question. So you're right in that trademarks are really confusing, but that um, that's kind of a simple a simple one. So I like that you're starting off with the softball questions. Um, <laughs> so a trademark is the exclusive right to use your brand name or your logo or your tagline. Um, and so it's really all about branding. Like what is your brand and making sure that you're the only one who can use it um, so that you can stop other people from using it. You know, other people coming out with a similar brand name. Um, and then also making sure that like, you don't ever have to rebrand um, because somebody else has, you know, tried to trademark it before you. Okay, so it was as simple as I thought it might be yeah. the answer. <laughs> okay, so why? So and then our our audience is mostly interior designers, architects, and a lot of them are named uh, for themselves. They're eponymous. They're Darla Powell Interiors, Susan McNuggets Designs. So why does it make sense to trademark your brand as an interior designer? And it's kind of a two-parter in general. And especially if it is Susan McNuggets Interiors or Darla Powell Interiors. Talk about why that's smart. Yeah. So, you know, you can always use your personal name for your personal life. Like nobody can stop you from doing that. But okay. um, people can't stop you from using your full name commercially. So if somebody else, so? and they can, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, we wow. have clients that have that happen all the time where they're like, I want to start 
um, like a candle brand, for example, and this is my name. And it's like, well, you can't do that because somebody else has already trademarked that name. Um, and so, yeah, so people can trademark names, you know, think about if you tried to, this is like a terrible example, but if you tried to trademark like Kim Kardashian for anything, like they're not going to uh, let you do that. Um, so that's a good point. You know, I didn't know that. I had no idea. I, I don't think I did trademark Darla Powell interiors. Don't get any ideas, anybody out there. <laughs> but of course, it made sense to me to trademark Wingnut Social because it's a made up, it's a fictional name. Yeah. So I think that like brand names are usually, they're, they're, they just get taken more often than personal names. But what we're starting to see now is that so many brands are starting. There's like so many small businesses and brands, which is awesome. But it also means that a lot of brand names are getting taken. And so now we see the personal names, like people are starting to trademark those more. Ah, okay. So what happens if you've been in business, if you're Susan McNuggets Interiors and you've been in business for four or five years, is it too late to trademark it? Or do you recommend that they jump on it? How does that work? Yeah, I mean, the process kind of works the same no matter what stage of business you're in. I think four to five years is like, maybe, um, maybe a little bit long to go without trademarking just because like, you know, other people might have trademarked before. So it might make the, the process a little bit more complicated. But it's still good because, um, you know, I think, there's sort of two routes you can go about it. One is to trademark before you even launch. Um, and one is to trademark after you've been in business a little while and you've tested things out and you know that this is going to be your brand name and you know what services you have and like you know that everything works. So I like it from that perspective because it's like, you know that you're actually going to stick with this brand. Does it make it more complicated to try to trademark it after you've already been using the name, whether it's uh, eponymous or fictional for business already? Not really. Um, it can. Like, you know, it just kind of depends on the situation. Like if somebody else had had a trademark and, you know, maybe they had been trademarked for 10, 15 years or something and they had a trademark for a similar name, then, you know, maybe you would have to rebrand it or something. But maybe you could also reach out to them and try to work something out. Like it just kind of depends. So if the, if I had not trademarked Darla Powell Interiors and I found out there was another Darla Powell, which I think there actually is another Darla Powell interior designer or decorator somewhere, and um, would I have any recourse at all? Would we both be okay to use Darla Powell Interiors or, or how does that work? It kind of depends on when you both started, mm -hmm. like who started first, you know, does the other brand have a trademark? Um, what areas geographically you're both in like where do you take clients if there's overlap um and maybe it's something where you know and it also kind of depends on like your your goal so is your goal to like stop the other person or is your goal just to maybe be more defensive and say like i just don't want to have to rebrand i don't care if they're using a similar thing because their clients are in new york and my clients are in la and we're never going to like cross hmm. um so there's kind of d different options all around just depending on what the exact situation is and then what your goals are is there any recourse that they did trademark, but I still want to operate the business under my name or am I out of luck? That would be hard. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, if you started before they did and mm -hmm. maybe you're in a different geographic area, like maybe you have some rights to keep using it. But if you started after they did, then it might be hard to keep using your that's name, really that's something stop. I did not I did not know I'm still like in shock that my own personal for business one thing I did do was I trademarked our um our tagline right our low uh, what I can't even remember what it was because it's been a couple of years since I've done is what was it it's daring designing and doing or some some bull 
like, <laughs> but I did, I did trademark it. Not that anyone's going to want it. Um, because I thought, you know, that's fictional. It's made up. It's creative. Yeah. It's not my own name. So when you are, um, doing a trademark for your business, you're doing for your business name is that's not an umbrella thing. You actually have to trademark all those little different, um, intellectual property pieces for the trademark, or is there like a, a big package deal? How does that work? Yeah, so each trademark is going to be for like the exact brand name. So like, so a brand name, a logo, a tagline, those are all different trademarks. So you'd have to trademark each one individually. And then let's say you had like, um, you know, one part of your business is called one brand name. Another part of your business is called something totally different. Like that you might want to trademark each one of those names. Um, but if, you know, if you kind of did everything under like, you know, if it was like, Darla Powell interiors. And then it was like, um, Darla Powell podcast. Like, you know, there's like subtle changes, like small changes, Mm -hmm. but the base of the names were kind of the same. Um, then there's some workarounds where we could kind of like squish it all together. I see. Okay, cool. Good to know. So, um, what is the difference between intellectual property rights and trademarks? Are we in the same ballpark or are they two different animals? Yeah, they're, they're sort of, um, you know how like all, Lions are cats, but not all cats are lions. This, <laughs> this sounds like a, uh, a an IQ test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've entered the SAT portion of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So IP rates are like the broad umbrella of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then within that is like copyrights, trademarks, and patents. So they're all, those are all different versions of, of IP rights. Can you... Can you trademark your actual design work as an interior designer? Would that be a trademark or is that more of a copyright issue? Can you talk about that a little bit? That's probably pretty hard to protect um, the actual designs itself. But there's some there's some workarounds. So you could protect the the photos of it if that was something that people were stealing on Instagram or like you find it all over Pinterest or something like that. You could um, you could copyright some of those photos that get stolen often. Is that a similar process as to trade the, the trademark process? You can tell I don't really know. <laughs> so no, that's a good I, question. If, it's actually, if I'm barking up the wrong tree, let me know. No, that's that's a good question. It's actually a lot easier process, but it's also um, kind of a pain because technically you have to copyright generally. You have to copyright like each photo individually. Um, so it doesn't usually make sense to copyright like everything, like every photo that you ever take. But if you find that there's like certain ones that keep showing up on Pinterest, that keep showing up on Instagram that are that are being mm-hmm. stolen, then you maybe would copyright those specific ones. Yeah, and I wouldn't recommend doing that unless you weren't getting credit for them. Uh, you know, if they were taking or purporting them as their work, because if they were giving you credit, that that actually helps you grow and helps your 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 business reach, uh, broaden its reach and awareness. But of course, that's up to you and your sensibilities there. Okay, so what... Um, what is the actual process of getting your business name trademarked, whether it's your name, a fictional name? How long does it take and what kind of money are we talking? Yeah, so the process uh, kind of breaks down into three steps. So the first mm-hmm. step is to run a trademark search, which is where, um, you know, it's good to run this on your own. Like you can do a free version of it. Just go into Google, go into the trademark office database, which is like USPTO.gov and look for variations of your name. Um, you know, whether it's your actual personal name or it's a brand name, um, it doesn't have to be exactly the same, but you're just looking for other trademarks out there that might be similar because the okay. trademark office is really broad about like what's similar. So <laughs> why, why similar? Why you, why do you, do you want to find variations? Why not just the exact? Um, cause they, so what we're looking for is like, we're, we want to make sure that there's nothing, no other trademark out there 
that is similar to yours because if it's similar, then it, yours gets denied. So when oh, the trademark okay. office looks at it, it doesn't have to be exact. They'll look at it as too similar. So like, you know, if it's uh, Nike and I try to trademark like Nikki Nike, they'd be like, yeah, that's too similar. <laughs> We're not going <laughs> to let that happen. Um, so, you know, they, th- they think that it might be confusing to people. Like the whole purpose of it is that a consumer is supposed to be able to go and say like, I know what that brand is. I know the quality that I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. So if there's like a Starbucks that's spelled like regular and there's a Starbucks that's spelled like with some X's, like consumers might get those two things confused. Um, and so that's why they they kind of give you some wide range about what's too similar. Will the trademark office let you have exact same names if the industry is entirely different? Like say- They're very different, yeah. So for example, like interior design, um, you know, and if there's somebody that's like a home organizer, like that's gonna be very similar. Or if there's somebody that maybe they have courses about uh, real estate, like maybe that's 50-50. So the test is sort of like, do businesses normally sell both things? If you're an interior designer and somebody has the same name and they're like a software coder, like that's different enough that it's like, well, people wouldn't normally do both. Does it also depend on how big of a name you are? Like if there's not going to be any software coder out there, I imagine that's going to be Starbucks software coder. Yeah, with with like really popular and like large, like um, usually it's like Fortune 500 companies. They give them a lot more leeway. Like they give Apple and Nike a lot more leeway. Um you know, maybe for interior designers, if it's like, you know, the very, like the top five most famous ones, maybe they would give them a little bit more uh, space. <laughs> so not, d- not Darla Powell interiors. Got it. You're, yeah. <laughs> no, okay. no shade here. No, you're, you're probably so, good. So it's a, it's a, a, not a funny story, not a funny haha story. But since I have trademarked Wingnut Social as the agency, I have run across a couple of other digital marketing agencies that have just the name Wingnut in their name, right? Would that be a violation since it's a digital marketing agency, even if, if their name isn't Wingnut Social, the full, you know, whole It enchilada? sounds like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. because okay. they look at the keywords. Yeah. So the keyword usually, I mean, generally, it's the first word in your name. Okay. Um, and, and the word social is descriptive, like it describes what you do and sell. So they don't really count that as much. So Wingnut is like really like your main, you know, trademark thing. So a lot of variations of those would be would be similar. Is your interior design firm just so busy that you don't have any time to post on your own social media accounts? Are you at a loss with what to post? Do you have zero strategy? Well, then you need to give us a call, Wingnut Social, or go to wingnutsocial.com and hit that Let's Chat button, and we can take that all off your plate so you can focus on what it is that you do best. And that's not digital marketing or social media, I'm gonna guess, but it's designing for your actual clients. Focus on making that money and let us handle the rest because that's what we do best. Give us a call at 786-206-4331 or wingnutsocial.com. So here's my next question. (laughs) If you do find someone else online and I'm, that's just my personal experience. How worth it is it to to send like a cease and desist or to get riled up about it? Or, you know, is it worth the expense to contact your trademark attorney and say, hey, they're using my name? It seems like a whole can of worms. What is the process there? It can be. Yeah. So if you don't have a trademark, then you really shouldn't reach out at all, is my mm-hmm. opinion. I don't, maybe that's not legal advice because it, it's going to depend on the situation. But my advice is like, if you don't have a trademark, I really wouldn't do it. I would try to trademark as soon as possible and then look into stopping them. But 
you could be giving them a heads up that they could trademark before you. And now it's just going to make it way more expensive for you to try to stop them. And it can just get tricky. Yeah. Um, but if you do have a trademark, then I think, you know, it depends on, um, number one, when you have a trademark, you actually do have to stop other brands from using it legally or else oh. your trademark gets diluted basically like they'll say well you're not really enforcing it you don't really care about being the only one with this name so then if somebody else wanted to come and try to cancel your trademark and take it like technically they could try to do that or they could say you know i've been using this name for five years and she hasn't cared so oh wow like clearly it's not an issue so it's something that you do want to be proactive about um but like for me you know it happens in my brand sometimes too like with uh with sprout law which is my my law firm name and it's also something we've trademarked and it's also something that other lawyers want to use a lot. Um, but for me, it's, uh, I usually find like, it's kind of a pain because usually you have to, a lot of people don't know what trademarks are. So you do have to like, kind of explain to them. Like a lot of people are like, what are you talking about? My kid came up with this name and it's fine. And you have to kind of be like, sorry, I don't really care. That's not really good sorry, for your kid. I yeah. hate kids and this is my name. Exactly. You're like, well, it's not really relevant who created the name, but um, so, you know, it does take a little bit of back and forth, but, um, to me, like I, I personally like get really mad about it when it happens to me or when it happens to my clients, because, um, number one, it's sort of like, it's just really confusing for people. You know, if like, if there was a, if there was two spread laws and, um, you know, people are listening to this podcast and then they go like, Oh, that's cool. I want to learn more. Which person do they go to? You know, are they going to know which one is me? Um, so it feels like a lot of the work that I do with yeah. my brand is like could be going to help other people's businesses. That's a good point. I did not know that about, you know, if you're not proactive about that, they're going to think that you're that you're complacent. And then, exactly. you know, that yep. ah, that's a really wow, there's two mind blown already on this, <laughs> on this episode. So, um, Nicole, we have a lot of uh, interior designers in the audience who might be considering a rebrand or renaming. Would you recommend that as soon as they have that name, they're like, yeah, that's the name I'm going to go with that they trademark that instantly or wait until they have the logo and all the the creative property to go with it so they can trademark all of it together? Or how does that work? Yeah, so I think the first thing to do, like when you pick a new brand name, before you pay for the branding of it, before you like pay for the logo, before you get like the domain name and, you know, build the website and everything, run a trademark search on it um, to make sure that it's actually available. Because a lot of times what happens is, is like you'll pay for the branding. And then a lot of like designers will specifically say like, we're not running a trademark search. We don't know if this is available. Um, I just did a contract for a graphic designer yesterday. And it was like, we were very clear to say like, we have not run a trademark search. We, we don't know if this is available. So um, definitely just do that. And then, then you can do the branding and stuff like that. Um, you don't have to have the logo and all the brand and everything ready to trademark because you know, I was saying like the name, the logo and the tagline, those are all separate trademarks. So it doesn't matter if you file them together or not. Okay. Um, the name is going to be the most important one. So I think that like once you pick the name, you know, it's available, especially if you're investing in branding and you're going to do a rebrand, like it makes sense to protect it from the beginning. Does the design of the logo or, or any of that flourish have anything to do with any trademark? Can you change that ongoing or do you have to protect the design of it as well or no? Yeah, but with the logo, if you do the logo, then it's really for like that design of the logo. So if you change it oh. substantially, then the logo design that you have doesn't really work anymore. Wow, three things. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your face when I said it and I was like, oh no. 
<laughs> wow. You've changed the logo. <laughs> um, kind of. Yeah, definitely. I have for the podcast for sure. How funny. All right. I, we're going to have to talk after the show. I, mean, I might have some, I have some trademark stuff I have to catch yeah. up on, Nicole. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. But I want to circle back to your question about okay. how the trademark process works and like timelines and fees and stuff. Because I think that's really important. Because oh, it yeah. sounds... I did ask that. Yeah. And I started talking and, you know, we just got distracted. I forgot. But, I forgot. I saw yeah. squirrels. Me too. It's <laughs> turned into like the ADHD podcast where we're both like, what? What? <laughs> um, okay. So first step is a trademark search. And that's where, you know, you start by doing it yourself. But then also like before you actually file it, you'd want to have an attorney run it just to make sure that it's like clear and everything like that. Um, when we're talking about pricing, like I can just give you like my pricing, but obviously sure. it's going to be different for other people. So mm-hmm. um, for us, like the trademark search is $59 to run that to just see like, does this make sense to even go forward with trademarking? Um, mm-hmm. So that's the first step. And then after that, then you file the application with the trademark office. Um, the, the filing fee that you pay is uh, $250 per class. So they kind of group things into different classes. So if you're doing like interior design, that's going to be in one class. You know, if you want to sell like apparel, like that's in a different class. So mm-hmm. you know, it kind of just depends on what products and services you're selling and stuff like that. Um, so it's $250 a class. And then once you file it, it takes the trademark office about, like it's going to depend on when people are listening to the podcast. So right now in September, 2022, it's about like seven or eight months for them to review it. Um, if wow. you asked me like a year ago, it would have been like three months, but we're they're kind of backed up. So it's seven, eight months right now. Um, and then once they review it, most of the time, I don't know how it works with your trademarks, but like most of the time they need some back and forth. So they'll have questions. Yeah. They'll have, um, you know, they'll say like, can you show us that it's not similar to this other brand or mm-hmm. tell us that it's not descriptive or, um, you know, we want to change how you've listed the services that you've listed or stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, there's usually some like a month or two go back and forth. And then the very last step is that it goes to publication. So they put it on a website for 30 days. That gives people a chance to object to it if they feel like it's too similar um, and then they don't like proactively like reach out to people and say like, are you okay with this? Like it's mostly just larger companies. <laughs> can you, can you give your okay? Um, it's mostly just larger companies who are like paying attention to this. So if anybody um, opposes your trademark, they can like pause it and try to negotiate with you and stuff like that. So um, after that 30 day period, then your trademark gets approved. So it's usually about like a year from when you first filed it. Um, wow. Just cause there's like so much waiting throughout the entire process. So wow. it's usually about a year. And then in terms of cost, I would say like overall, it's about like 1500 to maybe 2000 just depending on how many filing fees you have, how many different classes you want and stuff like that. That's, um, that and sounds then, about right, yeah. That sounds about yeah. like what I paid. Yeah, so, and then with, um, mm-hmm. with our firm, like we have payment plans and stuff that breaks it down into like $300 a month. So just, you know, you can always ask about that. But I think the, the big thing with, um, with trademarks that people don't know is that a lot of times online, they make it sound really cheap. So they'll make it sound like it's $400, it's $600. And that's just to like file the application. And then like I was saying, like usually according to the trademark office, it's like 84% of the time it gets denied at first and there's more work that you have to do on it. They want changes, they'll ask questions, they'll want larger arguments. And then that's when those low cost things like charge hourly for that, Um, which is just, you know, it, it could be cheaper, it could be a lot more expensive. So 
we, the way that we do it is just a flat fee rate. Um, and I think that that's the way that like more attorneys are starting to do that now. I think that's that's the way to go because you just know that you're yeah. locked into a certain price. No surprises. And you know exactly. that, works out, that works out well for you too. Sometimes better than others, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so if, you're, if, it's, yeah. if you have an interior design business cooking in your head, do, you, do we have to wait a year to put up our shingle to go into business if it takes that long? Or can we go no, ahead and start? No, I would definitely okay. say don't wait a year. But you, you know, with the caveats that like, you know, the trademark might not get approved and, you know, maybe it's too similar to somebody else's trademark. And, um, mm. you know, maybe you want to rebrand or it's something that you can't protect or something like that. So I do think that it's worth it to start before. And it just gives a year is a long time in business to like wait. And I wouldn't want anybody to wait with that. Um, but you would just have to know that like, it's not a hundred percent guaranteed. I see. And what, what kind of expenses would we be looking at to send a cease and desist letter for all these bastards out there using wingnut? <laughs> so usually, so usually what we do is like, we will send you kind of the instructions of like, here's one, here's when it makes sense to send a cease and desist mm-hmm. letter. And then we have a template and that's like $49. If you just want to send it yourself, like oh, okay. that's usually that's the, the best way to go. Cause it's so much more affordable. Yeah. But if they have questions that you don't feel comfortable answering, or if they just push back about it, or if you don't get a response, then that's kind of when you could tag us in to respond to those things. And that's usually about like, um, I think it's about like $400 to send it. And then, you know, if there's back and forth, we'll usually just, um, kind of send it to you and be like, do you want us to respond to this? Like, here's how much we think it is. So kind of just reasonable. depends on the person. That's reasonable. Um, I appreciate your transparency. That's actually really reasonable. I might, I might reach out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I want we'll to be, be proactive. I don't want to get, I don't want to get penalized because I'm nice. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like a lot of people are like, I don't really want to stop other people from using the name. Like I just don't want to have to, I don't want anyone to stop me, but I don't want to stop mm-hmm. other people. Um, and like, I get that, but that's also like, not just not the way that the law works. Like the yeah. law is just more aggressive. So yeah, that's not the way the world works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, w- I wish it was, but I always say like when people have, when people have problems with it, um, I always say like, write your congressperson because like that's, they're the ones who did it. Nicole, is there anything that I've forgotten to ask you on this topic before we get into the fire round? I don't think so. All right. Awesome. So now, Nicole Swartz, I have to ask you, are you ready for the one-up wing nut round? Let's do it. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? It would be hashtag pup mom. I love it. You're stuck on a deserted island, but you can have your one favorite food forever. What's it going to be? It would be my husband's spaghetti. He makes like the best spaghetti sauce. It's the Marcella Hazan spaghetti sauce it's incredible oh that's sweet oh that's very sweet last but not least please recommend a book that has impacted you either personally or professionally so i love this book it's actually this is not planned i didn't do this on purpose it's actually just on my desk because i love it so much um it's called unleash your inner money babe and it's all about money (laughs) manifestation and it's it's like a 30-day workbook with like challenges you can find it on amazon or whatever small business independent bookstore you like um, but it's 30 days of like money exercises. And every time I do this, it works like money just randomly shows up. Like you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. And I recommended it to a few of my friends. And they're like, yeah, every time I do it, like money just randomly shows up. You just get like a check from someone what? in the mail or like whatever. Like it, I, I'm not the most like hippie woo woo person, but like it works. So that's all I'm going to say. I love the book. It's my favorite business what, book. What's the title again? I'm writing it down. Yeah, no, right. It's called <laughs> Unleash Your Inner Money Babe. And it's, it's by Catherine Zenkina. She's um, at Manifestation Babe on Instagram. 
All right, cool. And if you guys aren't watching our YouTube channel, Designed by Wingnut Social, we're holding that up so you can see how lovely it is. Everybody go out and get that book and um, have just check show up mysteriously <laughs> to, your, to your house. It, like it's worked every time. <laughs> Nicole every Schwartz, time. please tell the listeners where they can go to find out more about you and Sprout Legal and we'll call it a day. Yeah, you can find me um, at Sprout Law on Instagram or www.sproutlaw.com or you can find me on TikTok at Sprout Law. Sprout Law, not Sprout Legal. Bad host. Exactly. No, you're good. You're good. It actually, it's actually perfect because there was somebody about a year ago who was who tried to start a trademark firm called Sprout Legal, and I had to be like, it's too similar. And they were like, I don't think, I don't think it's that bad. And I was like, no. That's why I said similar, that. So. That's that's why I said that. That was on it purpose. Confirms it for me. Yeah, yeah it's perfect. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Nicole. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. What did I tell you? Three things at least that I'm sure that you didn't know about trademarks, if not a hundred more. Who can believe that I would have to trademark my absolute very own name for a business? I bet you didn't see that coming. So, I mean, someone else out there could just take Darla Powell and run with it. Just like, I don't know if you're watching um, She-Hulk on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> but she just had that same legal battle. She had to fight for her name, uh, She-Hulk. It's, it's, it's a whole thing. And if, you, if you're not watching it, go follow it. It's pretty fun. All right, so that is it for this week's show. Um, remember to head on over to wingnutsocial.com if you need help with your social media marketing, SEO, any digital marketing for your interior design business. Check out the testimonials, check out the reviews. We got it going on <laughs> and, and we're happy to help you with your, uh, your marketing situation. Let's chat and see how we can partner. And until next week, remember to get out there, get uncomfortable and be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Designed by Wingnut Social. But that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head over to wingnutsocial.com or call us at 786-206-4331 to see how we can help take your business from meh to amazing. We'll see you on the next episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, your digital marketing tightly fastened. Oh, I forgot my glasses. <laughs> Do you need to worry about trademarks if you're an interior designer? Stay tuned. Finger gettings. Wingnut Academy is coming right around the corner. Our course, Interior Design. <laughs> I lost track. <laughs> did I do the teaser? I think I did, right? I, I don't know how to do a teaser. Did I do a teaser in this? I don't know. Didn't I just do a teaser? Good boy, Mango.